This is Alex. I'm from Boston. Hello, this is Jackie, and I'm from Houston. Hey, this is Rahul from Stanford. And we are the Premier Chess. Welcome back, guys. It's been a good weekend because the men have been away and it's been all about the Chelsea women uh, in the Champions League semifinal. And I'm joined by a very special friend, a special guest, Ray. Welcome back. It's been a while, my friend. Yeah, it's been a while, but it's good to be back. Thanks for having me back. How, how are things going with you? How you felt about the season so far before we jump into the game yesterday? And I know you were at the game, correct? Yeah, I was at the game. Um, March was a kind of up and down month for the team. Um, obviously, we lost the Conti Cup final um, and then went on a good little run. Obviously, we had the Leon games, which away from home, beating Leon away from home is is incredible. And then the home game, which I was not at, which I was very upset not to be at, um, turned into one of the games of the season by the sounds of it, by all accounts. And uh so getting through that game was huge and obviously then losing to City in the league was not ideal. Um, and it was, I was there and it was one of the worst performances of our season. It was just, it was awful. Um, but then, you know, it's, we're doing okay. We're getting there. We, we are certainly getting there and it's the final part of the season. And uh, it's, yeah. it's interesting because we, it's kind of just like a trait that we have where, We'll be on a good run and suddenly we'll just drop for a game and then we'll pick it back up and go on another run and then drop. And it usually happens. I, I want to say even last year it happened in the Conti Cup final where uh, we were the better team. We played well, but we just let City come back into it. Uh, but let's get into this game, which is the Barcelona review. And it's the Champions League semifinal, the first time these two are meeting since the final back in 2021. Um, so it was obviously a big game. The crowd uh, at the bridge which was nice to see. I think 27,600 plus fans were there, which was a record in itself. Um, but let's start with a quick uh, starting 11. So I'll read it out for you and then I'd love to get your thoughts. So uh, Berger and Gold, Paraset, Mielda, Eriksson, Carter in a back four. But I know um, Emma Hayes mentioned it was a back three. So we'll, we'll touch on that as well. Cuthbert, Jankovic, Leopold and Charles uh, as a midfield and then Sam Kerr and Guru Wrighton up top. But uh, Google is kind of reporting a four-four-two, but she said it. Emma Hayes said it was three-five-two. How did you see it being at the game? Um, I kind of saw it more as a kind of a three-five-two, really. Um, obviously, with the two centre backs we have out at the minute, it was kind of it's a bit of a makeshift back line. Um, I, I really enjoyed having Sam and Guru up front. Um, I think that was a really interesting move, and it caused Barcelona a lot of problems. Um, only in the first half because we changed it in the second half. Um, but the first half they caused them a lot of problems. Um, I think midfield, the midfield was strong yesterday. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a bad game from us at all. Yeah, I, I definitely do agree with you. And I think from based on the names I've read out and the availability, that was most likely the starting so the the, the strongest starting eleven. Uh, maybe you could make a case for Lauren James to play based on what she brings and her ability to run at defenders. But I think Emma Hayes covered it pretty well is if you're playing the wingback system, you don't not only have to be good going forward, but also be aware on the defensive side. And I think that's where maybe uh, Lauren James would have been a little more suspect, but uh, we do concede the early goal, uh, a good goal. I would say a Caroline Graham Hansen rocket from, from the right. Um, 
were you at that point? It was four minutes in, fearing a similar kind of the, the what happened in the final where Barcelona just blew us away. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> it was a it was a nervy start. The first kind of 10, 15 minutes, we just couldn't get on the ball. Um, I think the I think the girls would be very annoyed at the goal because they, they just seemed to stand off her. Um, yeah. The goal was right in front of where we were sat. We were in the shed end, and she was just running straight at people and no one seemed to go near her um and then she just cut inside and it was a great finish it was a really good finish um, yeah i mean at, I, at this level you expect those kind of finishes right no exactly it's a champions league semi-final against and arguably the best team in the world um and it, i we had all looked at each other and said well we survived longer than 33 seconds um, <laughs> but it was um yeah it was a bit nervy it was a bit like, oh, here we go. Um, but they they kind of stayed a bit more resolute um, than they did in that one. They didn't crumble under the pressure. They kind of just restarted it. And yeah, we played we, the first half. We played. I thought we played pretty well. Um, we had chances in the first half. Obviously, where the goal disallowed through Sam, uh, sorry through Guru. Um, yeah, just marginally offside. Um, but it was it was a solid performance. Barcelona are a quality side. I can't. It's the first time I've seen them play live and they've just got so much control of the ball and their wingers are so quick. Yeah, look, it's. Um, I think you, you summarized that first half well, but um, I think it's it's one of those things, right? When the last time you played them was almost two years ago, you were, you were blown away uh, as a team. You come into it a little bit nervy. Of course, Emma Hayes and the squad will do whatever it takes to, to get those nerves away, but just being at home, a little bit more pressure, having a record crowd, a little more pressure, and of course facing the likes of Barcelona at this stage where you're essentially 180 minutes, maybe a little bit more away from another final, which is where this team wants to be. There's always going to be a little bit of a, a, a slowness to get started. But I think yeah. you're right. I think after we conceded that goal, we didn't we didn't crumble. We didn't fall apart. We stuck together. They did put a little more pressure on us, but we reacted well, and and that's where I wanted to pick your brain on on, on the reaction is, uh, is that the difference between a couple of years ago and learning from that experience of being in a final and and conceding and then just kind of falling apart and this time saying, okay, we conceded a goal, but there's still another eighty six minutes in this game and then another ninety in another game, so uh, let's not lose our heads let's not lose our confidence we can't get better and i think we saw that from the two chances you mentioned the girl right hand offside goal but she also did have a goal cleared off the line yeah no i i completely agree i think that's where this team's kind of learned a lot um i think that champions league final it was our it was our first final and we panicked um you know but i think that's one thing they've learned that when we concede early it's a, there's still so much time left in this tie that it's not anything to panic about. It was kind of just get back to the game plan and, uh, and yeah, just kind of play on. And we did that. And I think in the middle of the first half, we had a 20, 25 minute period where we were on top of the game. Um, and I, I just think obviously Barcelona are just defensively. I think that's where their weakness is in their defense. Um, right. Offensively, everyone knows how good they are. Um, and obviously, with two of our first choice centre backs out, that's that's not ideal. But you know, we've got chances, and the, the, there will be chances in the second leg. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at this point, we need one, right, to tie it up. And then obviously a second, hopefully, to just win it outright. But uh, And we've seen in that Leon game where I know you said you, you were kind of kicking yourself for missing it. But for the large part, we were just second best. And, and you could always obviously be like, actually, you know what? Not being there might have been okay because it seems like we're going out. And then suddenly we flip the switch and we out of nothing get a penalty and, and get back into it. So that's the beauty of the sport is we're still in this tie. It's obviously not oh. over. It's just the first. Uh, it's a half time really. But um, going into the second half, Ray, I know there was a few changes. Lauren James comes on. Um, do you think we gave up a little more control with with having a more of an attacking switch with Lauren James on there? I think that was always going to happen um, if we tried to get back into the game. I think you're going to lose a bit more of that control against a possession-based side like Barcelona. I mean, they had 70% possession yesterday. Um, from our side of it, I, I wasn't 100% sure on the Lauren James switch at halftime because I thought the way we played in the first half was really strong. Right. Um, and it seemed to kind of take away from the way we were attacking in the first half, which was working. It didn't, I just didn't think it seemed to continue that way in the second half. Um, we didn't really have a huge amount going forward in the second half. I didn't really feel we had a couple of shots, but nothing major. Um, so I wasn't 100% convinced with the switch because um, I thought Kankovic had a really strong first half. Um, but Emma Hayes did say that she had a plan for the first 45 and a plan for the second 45. Um, I was, I think the vast majority of people were more, in, were, it was probably more enjoyable first half than it was second half. Right. Um, I mean, especially towards like the end where we, I think we were hanging on a little bit because I mean, Barca yeah. hit the post and then had a, uh, Berger made a really good save from, I think it was Rolfo. So, um, and then obviously I think we made our changes potentially a bit late with you know with uh, written canarid pernella harder coming back which was that's so good which to is, see her yeah. back on the pitch i mean with the players we've got out injured just now having someone of her caliber come back is huge um i maybe would have brought them on a little bit earlier if possible just to maybe see if we could have snuck a goal um but no i think if, if you'd offer me a one nil loss at the start of the game i probably would have bitten your hand off for it because we're still in the game yeah, it's it's interesting you say that because of course Lauren James change comes maybe a little bit too early, and then the other ones come a little bit too late. But yeah. it seems like Emma Hayes, like you just said right at the end, may have, I'm not saying she's okay with the defeat, right? But she's looking at this and she's saying a one nil going into the second leg isn't a bad result, and of course the away goals and all of those don't aren't aren't. It's not a big deal if you're one down because you go away and and it's still uh, you just need one to get back into it. So. Um, I do think maybe you're, she could have waited on that change with Lauren James, maybe in 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Hey, but we've seen we've seen on the other side with with the men's team, we just make changes too too late or too soon. So I'm not going to be too critical about when those changes happen because ultimately it's just one nil right now. Um, and you're right. I think Berger may have been the best player in terms of just keeping yeah. us in the game. Um, and hopefully we have a few more of these players coming back for Thursday. Uh, for the return leg in Barcelona, which in itself will be a big task. But uh, let's talk about it. First of all, are you going to be in Barcelona? Uh, the original plan was yes, uh, when the game was meant to be on Saturday. Um, I was flying out the Friday night. I had pretty much yeah. everything sorted, and then they changed it to the Thursday. So I can't be there, which I am absolutely gutted about, because seeing my <laughs> team play at the new camp would have been incredible. 
Um, so no, I'll be watching it on TV though. Um, I think I'm in I'm in Jersey on Thursday night, so I'll be watching it there. Um, it's going to be some game. It's going to be some task, you know. Uh, I mean, Barcelona at the new camp, they're going to have a huge crowd. Um, so and I think they only gave Chelsea 150 tickets. Oh wow! Which which I think is a bit ridiculous given the size of the crowd that they're expecting. Um, but no, I think I mean, as I say there's always a chance it's football, you know, we've seen it with the men's team over there. So, you know, right. Yeah. It's unfortunate that you'll obviously not be there to watch it in person, but watching it on TV and maybe it goes a similar way as the second leg against Leon. And um, that would be okay. Right. But uh, no, I think you're right. And, and I obviously have never been to the, the new camp or the camp new, uh, but from what I've seen, the women's team pulls in a significant crowd. So that in itself, just mentally getting ready for it. I know we spoke about coming into this game and the history and everything and maybe just feeling a little bit of pressure. That in itself is going to be a lot of pressure when you walk out on the pitch and there's 70, 60,000, even more maybe uh, cheering on the home team. So I think just going into this leg, obviously not conceding early is the goal and just staying in the yeah. game as long as possible, obviously creating a few chances, which, which you do right at this level, every team gets at least one or two chances. And with the likes of Sam Kerr, Guru Wrighton, Pernilla Arda coming back, even Lauren James, if she starts, we're always going to have a chance to score and maybe get back into this game. But um, do you go with a similar lineup or do you switch things up, Ray? Or, or does Emma switch things up? I, I would go similar starting lineup to be honest. because um, I think yesterday I think Neve had one of her best Neve Charles had one of her best games right. in a Chelsea show. Um I thought she was everywhere. Um Mara Mielda had a great game at centre back, um, which is not her probably her preferred position. She's a right yeah. back. Yeah. Um she had a great game, always there sweeping up and I don't really, I wouldn't I wouldn't change much. Um, you know. I I really like Guru and Sam up top. I think it, it worked. It it caused them so many problems in that first half. Um, obviously, if I don't think Penilla Hard is going to be fit to start, um, I mean kind of, that's that was her first minutes yesterday after right. since November. So I think I think I would I would like her to come on for potentially a bit longer in the second half because I think her experience at this level will be key. Um. But I just I would stick to what we did in that first half because it worked, and as you say, just don't concede a goal early. Yeah, I I think I agree with you. I'm just looking at the bench right now. Sophie Ingle comes on, Lauren James comes on. We've spoken about that. Jess Fleming, uh, right in Kneard, and then Ar- Harder comes on. And out of all of those, maybe a Sophie Ingle to maybe solidify the midfield a little bit more. But again, we. Yeah. It was one point, I think, in the 12th minute I, I was watching, and Barcelona had a pretty good plan. I and, mean, of course, I, I'm not trying to discredit them or anything, but it was four defenders against four attackers. And so I think they had kind of identified that if you get in behind this midfield, there's obviously going to be a little bit of panic, but there's going to be spaces that open up because uh, Yves Perisette had tucked in, which left the, the winger for Barcelona open. Uh, so maybe a Sophie Ingle to provide a little more cover. But then again, you we're trying to get back into this game, right? So we, we obviously need to have a little more attacking threat too, but she does score in, in some of the, some of the games that yeah. matter. So it uh, wouldn't be a, a bad choice. 
Ray, I'm going to push you for a prediction here. I know it's going to be tough. Uh, but we're going one down, so we also need two to win this. Or are we going to go the dramatic route and go go to penalties? Ah, uh, oh, that's a horrible question. Um, <laughs> I I think we can win it. Um, I think it's going to be one of those games that's it's I, it could go either way. You know, going one down is not ideal. Um, I think we'll win it one nil on the night, and then I think it might go to penalties again. And then we will oh, win yeah. it on penalties. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you uh, tuned it. My nerves can't take that. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you tuned into our uh, Leon review. But I was in the car driving home from work. It was past 5 p.m. Yeah. And so I had the game on my phone, and we were two down. And I'm like, you know what? I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. But I'll just leave it on. And the penalty shootout happens while I'm driving. Home. Oh, <laughs> um, and it was the. I was concentrating on the road. I'm concentrating on the audio on the phone. It was just, it was just chaos. But that's that, that's what made it worth it. Was we came through. I didn't get in an accident, but I don't want to relive that. Um, so I'll, 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 maybe I'll just end up working from home Thursday just to be safe. But um, no, I think look, the first goal is crucial in in any game, but in this game in particular for us because if we get it, it gives us the confidence. It gives us the belief. Um, if they get it, it's just a bigger task to to get over. And, and so I think um, get the first goal, stay tight, and and just we need a little bit of luck too because that 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 comes into play. Um, and we have had some good results away from home. We went and beat Leon, we beat PSG. Yeah. So it's not maybe not it's a not bad thing to have this have this leg away from home. from home this year. So you know, I, I think that that win against Leon. At, in Leon is that's a huge result, and I think yeah. that's the one that you've got to take a lot of confidence from. Um, and I think going into the into the Barca game at the camp now, it's just going to be you know, as you say, that first goal is going to be key. If we concede it, you're looking at a really uphill struggle because I mean, scoring two against Barcelona at home is at their house, at their home is not going to be yeah. easy. Because um, at that point, yeah. I think they'll just they'll 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 just form up and just play the possession based football that they played in that second half yesterday. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree with you. Um, was, and so I, I mean, I look Thursday is a is a massive game. It's good that we haven't had like uh, uh, this game was on the weekend. I know you would have preferred the return leg to be on the weekend too, yeah. but in between we go from a Saturday to a Thursday with no other distractions. It's all, all focus on, on Barcelona, which is good um, because we can prepare, we can recover and, and just focus on the task ahead without worrying about some of the other competitions or having another game in between. Uh, but let's, let's move on to some of the other competitions and just overall season predictions We're we're still in the WSL title hunt with two games in hand. If we win those, we go above Manchester United uh, and then, of course, in the, another FA Cup final. Before we touch on on the Chelsea side of things, right? Manchester United has been, a, at least for me, right? I, I think a pleasant surprise because last season they were okay, up and down, up and down, and then this season they've consistently been been good, winning games, and and been in a problem for a lot of other WSL teams. So, what have you made of them? I've I've been really impressed with them this year. Um, I think I think most people have. Um, I think they they had a really good kind of kind of platform from last season because I mean they were there or thereabouts last season they were never a million miles away from that title race last year and obviously it came down to the last game of the season we played them and they were two and up at half time right. um, so I mean 
they're, they're, they're a really good side. And I mean, we've done, I think we did the double over them this year. Yeah, we beat them away on at home. Yeah. So, I mean, we've, we've beat them both, but they were both really tough games. Yeah. Um, so I think I've been really impressed. Obviously, they've got a lot of young talent with a lot of young English talent with Ella Toon and, and Alessia Russo. But then I think Ona Battler, the left, uh, left back, right back, right back, has been superb this year. Been really impressed with her. And I, I think they've just got a really solid core of their team. And obviously, Mary Arps in goal is a great keeper. So, yeah, I've been really impressed with them this year. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm just looking at the table from last year, and you're absolutely right. They finished fourth. They had 12 wins, six draws, and four losses. And this season, they have 14 wins, two draws, and two losses. So they have found some consistency in terms of winning games and getting over the line versus dropping points and kind of missing out on, on you know, a title race or being further up the table. So they've been – it's been a good change, right, because we've been fighting with Arsenal for a while. We've been fighting with City – uh, and so to be fighting with Manchester United, not that I, I rather just uh, win it outright and not have uh, that much competition, <laughs> right? But uh, that's the beauty of the WSL. And I, I look at it and I'm like, we have four or five good teams in the WSL that are consistently fighting for, for trophies. Um, and on the other side, of course, there's Barcelona, there's Lyon, there's some of these Wolfsburg, bigger names in Europe. But in terms of league competitiveness i think the wsl has to be up there or probably the best would you agree i'd completely agree with that i think i think this year especially i mean i've been following it now for about five years now and this year especially teams are taking points off people that you wouldn't necessarily right. think that they would obviously we got beat by liverpool on the first game um and you there's been a few results that you just kind of you kind of raise your eyebrows and go okay that's that was unexpected i mean villa have had a great season um, I mean, we only just got past them in the semi-final of the FA Cup uh, last weekend. Right. Um, they've had a really good season. Team have been a bit surprised. Tottenham have had a really poor season, um, which really surprised me. Um, but yeah, it's been, I think obviously you kind of look at the other the other leagues in in Spain. It's Barcelona, Real Madrid, maybe Atletico, um, and in Germany it's Bayern or Wolfsburg, and that seems to be more or less it. So. I think the WSL is so competitive, and that's what that what that's what makes it such a good league. I 100% agree with you, and um, so let's move on to the predictions. So Chelsea, treble, double, or just one trophy? I I think we will win the league. Um, we've not got the worst running in the world, um, other than other than Arsenal, second last game of the season. Yeah, uh, it's at home. It's at home, so I think looking at that one, I'm a lot happier that it's at home. Um, it's at Kings Meadow, and I just, I really, I think, I think we can win that, um, especially with Arsenal's kind of mounting injury list, which is just, it's such a shame. I mean, they've lost four of their best, their four big players, um, which is a real shame for them. But they've pulled out a good result today against Wolfsburg, coming from two 0 down. Right. So, um. So yeah, that I think that's a massive game. It's a massive weekend because United play City that weekend as well. Um, yeah. So I think, but our other games are against teams in the bottom six of the league. So I will take that. I think we will win the FA Cup. Um, I think we've got the experience at Wembley and we know how to win the FA Cup. Um, I think, I, I just, I don't see, well, obviously United are a good side, but we've done the double over them in the league 
and against us in whenever they played us in March, I think it was, they didn't really seem to have much against us. They didn't have a huge amount of clear cut chances. Um, but it sounds like they've sold out Wembley for the, or they're close to selling out Wembley for the FA Cup yeah. final. So that'd be amazing. That'd be a really good day. Um, Champions League, I oh, <laughs> I don't know. Ask me again after after Thursday. <laughs> uh, I, think, um, I think if we can get through Thursday, we've got a really good chance. Um, but Thursday's Thursday is a horrible game of football. Thursday's I'm not going to enjoy watching it at all. <laughs> No, it's. Uh, but yeah, I I, I, I do agree with you. Yeah, I do agree with you. It's almost like you said, ask me after Thursday, and Thursday is so big. It almost determines how the other competitions go after Thursday, right? Because if you go out of that competition, you're fully focused on on the remaining two. If you stay in it, now you're looking at the final. Your eyes maybe on the final, and and you know how it is, right? It's a trophy that's that's eluded us or or escaped us for a long time, so. The players, maybe the staff, and and I'm not saying Emma Hayes is going to give up on anything because that's not what she is. But um, maybe it changes your the way you look at the run in, and you're like, well, I have a final at the end of May, and it's the trophy that we want to go out and win. But look, it's it's an exciting end, and that's what we want from Chelsea. We're not asking the club, and I'm saying the club now because I want to generalize it to be winning everything every season, but just be there, be there at the end, and make it exciting and make it uh, interesting for us fans. Um, before we move on to the quick uh, Brentford preview for the men's side, Ray, the Women's World Cup is this summer, uh, Australia, New Zealand, an exciting time. We've seen the growth of the game last summer with the Euros in, in England. Uh, quick expectations from, from you for this World Cup and how do you see the the uh, England team doing? Um, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think it's going to be a huge World Cup. Um, I mean, from the, the English side of things, I think obviously winning the Euros, it's boosted the profile of the women's game so much. Um, they've they've been absolutely hurt. Like they've just got some horrendous injuries at the minute in that England team. I mean, losing Beth Mead is a massive loss for them because, um, I mean, she was golden boot at the, at the Euros. And then obviously Leah Williamson recently, that's their captain um, right. out of the, the tournament, which is, I was gutted for her. Absolutely gutted, um, you know, leading your team out at a World Cup. And she's an inspirational leader for them as well. Um, so I think that, I, I'm hoping they've still got a chance. Um, I think I think they do have the quality there still to kind of go on and have a really good run at it. Um, so, yeah, I think that they've got a good chance. I mean, they've lost one in 31 or one in 30 which is a great record. Um, so, yeah, I think they've got a good chance. Got a really good chance. Yeah, I mean, the, the group has Haiti, Denmark, and China, so you no disrespect to the any other countries, but you almost expect them to top the group and get out. And from that yeah. point on, it's like we said with the Champions League, you need a little bit of luck. You need a, you need to get your take your chances, and you and you never know. But from, from our side with the U.S. team, it's almost like we just expect to make the final, right? But... Yeah. Uh, you can't because we've seen, like I was saying, we've seen the growth of the game around the world, especially in England. So it's going to be a little more difficult. It's going to be a little more challenging to to kind of show up and just expect to win games because that's not how it's going to go. And, and that's what we want to see. I think the last time we played in the World Cup against Ireland, we beat them like 7 or 8 nil or 9 nil. And, and yes, those results are, are fun and, and good to watch in terms of as a fan, but you almost want to see a little more fight and a little more... 
uh, gain from the other team. So I'm, uh, that's what I'm hoping from from this World Cup, and it should be an exciting time for for the women's game. But Ray, let's switch it. Uh, last question: Are you going to the World Cup? Uh, if I happen to be out there with work, yes. I'm not planning okay. on flying out there specifically for it, but I will keep it. I will be definitely keeping an eye on it. Pick up some flights, maybe just to Australia or New Zealand yeah, that time of the year. Well, I do hope you you make it because it should be a, a good event. But let's move on to the men's side, Chelsea men's team. Give me your quick thoughts on this season and how it's gone down. Um, it's been it's been a tough year. It's been <laughs> a really tough year. Um, I haven't watched as much of it as um, as I probably Lucky should have you. done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the general consensus I think um it's it, it I just don't understand what's going wrong um I mean in January obviously we spent so much money and I just I was really confused by some of the signings we made um the the, the glaring for me anyway the glaring kind of a mission that we don't have as a striker that's right. going to score us goals and that just seems to be what's lacking um I mean, I watched the highlights of the Madrid game midweek and we had chances in that game, but we just didn't take them. And if we had a world-class striker in our team, would we take them? Probably. And it's, right. <laughs> it's, I think that's the difference. I just think we're just not taking the chances. We're making chances, but not taking them. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting year. And obviously, <laughs> I'm a big Frank Lampard fan. My favourite player growing up. I thought that was a really strange appointment for the end of the season not gonna lie yeah uh, I mean you can get the players behind him I mean that's kind of that's the kind of a take I looked at it with but yeah it's not really worked so far but who knows who knows right I, we, at this point we just have to end the season in good form just get a few more positive results and uh just finish it as high as possible which is either 10th 9th which is strange to say for Chelsea but um, I I look at it I'm like I look at what the new owners have done with the men's team right and then I look at the women's team which is having a good season successful fighting for trophies and I'm like that's really what should have happened on the men's side is you don't come in and just reinvent how everything is done because we were a successful club maybe not done the things the right way with managers coming in and player signings but you kind of ease things in slowly uh, but you even touched on it in January when you bring in nine players and you already have like 25, 26 players on your books. That's just that's just creating a huge headache for the manager, for the squad, because now you're looking around like, am I going to be playing? Am I not going to be playing? Do I move on? I have six months of the summer. Just a lot of uncertainty and, and changes in the background. But we've had a week off. We played Madrid a week ago. We played Brentford this Wednesday. I'm seeing a lot of ticket exchange pictures popping up with Stamford Bridge every one in the stadium is trying to exchange tickets or give up tickets, which is which is sad and strange. Uh, yeah. But let's let's look into it, right? It's going to be still going to be a, a full house, I believe. Uh, it's a it's a London derby. Brentford are coming into it in good form, and I almost expect a reaction from the the squad and the team because we've been we scored one goal in April. We haven't won a game. It's a good way to see yeah. out the month and and move forward. But. Uh, do you see the starting 11 being similar to what we've been seeing, or are you expecting a few more younger players in it now that there's nothing really there to fight for? I mean, it would be nice to see some of the younger guys coming through. Um, I mean, as you say, there's... Well, I mean, 
It's, I mean, to fight for, I mean, we need to fight to be top half. I mean, a Chelsea team in the bottom half of the table, that just doesn't, that's just not okay. <laughs> uh, that's just not a thing that should be happening. Um, but I think Brentford will be a really strong, it'll be a really hard task. Um, yep. I really like what they've done this season. Um, I, 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 I couldn't even call it. I mean, the form we're in as opposed to the form they're in, um, you know, I mean, we've seen what Brighton did to us at home a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, um, uh, I, I'd love to say we would get a win, but I mean, I think I'd even take a draw at this point, but hopefully we can at least score some goals. You know, that's I think that's the thing that needs to change. Yeah, I, I would definitely take, I would take the draw and not even play the game because yeah. it's just painful <laughs> to, to be watching this season. Uh, but let, let me just run through what I think would be the starting 11. I'd love to get your thoughts. So I think Kepa plays in goal. Uh, although I've been asking for Mendy for the last few weeks, uh, it just hasn't <laughs> happened. But I think Kepa plays, I believe we'll play with the back three because uh, there's no point really like switching things up and opening ourselves up with the back four. So uh, Fofana, Thiago Silva, Globali is still out. So maybe Chaloba. Uh, and then mm-hmm. on the other side, I'll have Reese James, Enzo, Conte, Chilwell. Uh, and then up front, I think Kai Havertz is Kai Havertz does a job for me, but it's not, we don't see the benefit of it because we're not scoring. Uh, and so I would play Kai Havertz, and then I'd really like to see Dacho Fofana in there. Uh, he has the pace, he, he's raw, but I think he brings something different from all the other guys. I'd love to see Mason Mount. I've missed Mason Mount. I know he's had a tough season, but I'd really like to see Mason Mount in there. But I'd love to get your thoughts on on this eleven. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's too far off. I mean, Fafana is a striker, you know. Yeah. <laughs> position, it would be daft not to play him. Um, I agree with the Mason Mount thing. I think he has had a really tough year, um, but he's but he's a good player, you know. And I think under Lampard, obviously they've got history at Derby, and <laughs> he did so well for him there. And he's done, and he did really well for him in his first spell. It'd be nice to hopefully with Frank there get him back up towards where he was. Agreed, um, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I just kind of would. I'd go with that lineup. I don't think it's a. It's the thing is on paper that's not a bad lineup. <laughs> it's a lineup that should be winning a lot more games than it than it is. Um, definitely I mean and maybe a Mudrik comes in if, if you don't want to play a Fofana but I think you're right at this point just play the strikers we have I know Aubameyang's pretty much out the door but Fofana is one that we brought in we kind of expect things from him in the future just play him and let's see what happens so um, score predictions from you Ray for this game It's I know we both said a draw is okay but can we pull out a win I'm going to go with a draw. I think it's going to be, I'm going to go one all. I think one all. Um, just because I think Brentford are in really good run of form. Um, and obviously that could uh, obviously affect us. But I'm going to go one all. Right. A one, yeah, a one all would be. <laughs> I, would, I would definitely take that too. Um, I'm thinking back to some of the, the last games we've played against them. They came in one four one at the bridge last season. If you if you remember yeah. that, which was shocking, yeah. and I think we fell apart. So uh, I'm gonna go for a two one, just because. Let's let's just get a win somewhere. Let's get over forty yeah. points. Let's maybe yeah. just 
be closer to safety and, and not have to be looking backwards and then who's coming up from uh, from the relegation battle. And then we kind of build upon that because there's no easier games. I mean, Arsenal's next. We have City coming in, in May. We have uh, Nottingham Forest, who we've seen what they did against Liverpool. We have Bournemouth. So let's just get over this at home. And then maybe the away games, pull out a few draws and, and just end the season because it's been a nightmare. Um, yeah. But... Thanks for joining me, Ray. It's been a great time. Any parting thoughts from you before we kind of wrap it up? No, let's just enjoy the end of the season. Um, you know, it's kind of come around pretty quickly, but um, obviously with the women's team, it's it's a really exciting time. Um, one cup final, hopefully a second one on the horizon, um, and then hopefully a good end to the league, the league campaign as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been a good season for the the women's side. Uh, and let's just hope they cap it off with a couple more trophies, maybe three trophies, which would be yeah. which would be great. And and um, maybe I'll see you over here in the summer. And I, I don't know if they've announced any of the plans for the women's team for their summer uh, preseason, but I know you do end up coming uh, for work. So hopefully yeah. we can we can catch up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't think they've announced anything for the women's team yet, but um, if they're back over in the States, of course, I'll try and get out there. Perfect. And, and I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you, my friend. But that wraps it up, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Please continue to subscribe, like, and follow us. It's at the Premier Chels on all podcast providers, Instagram, and on Twitter. It's at Premier Chels. Uh, and we will be back with a Brentford review, a Barcelona review, and hopefully we'll be celebrating both games and, and looking forward with some positivity. But until then, stay safe and up the Chels. Hey guys, the Premier Chels is sponsored by Kickoff Coffee. They are a top quality artisanal roasted coffee. In other words, they're Champions League winner and Premier League winner every single time. They deliver fresh bags directly to your home so you don't have to go to a coffee shop and pick up something. And the best part about them is every bag gives back to soccer charities. 10% of the proceeds go to organizations that use soccer to promote youth social development in the underserved areas. Use our code TPCOFFEE15 to get 15% off your order. You can order at kickoffcoffeeco.com or check out the links on our social media. Thanks.